You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. This is your boy, 35, All American. And Dan. I'm just with Dapper Dan, 35, hanging out on Stadium Miguel, man. How y'all boys feeling this uh, beautiful Monday afternoon? Hey, man, I can't complain. I'm feeling fantastic. What about you, Dan? It's it's nice to uh, to have a weekend uh, weekend off, a weekend to uh, – Get my Gators a little bit better, but um, you know, wish we could talk about Gator football this week in the game. But uh, we're coming off another W, but uh, but it's good to be back. Missed you guys last week. Yeah, man. Um, since last week's show, uh, Dan was out, but Dan had a, a solo a solo performance he put out that the people got to check out. Well, um, we've had cancellations of the season, schedule change. We'll talk about all of that coming up, man. But yeah, man, we got two bye weeks. So what the hell was y'all doing Saturday? Did y'all enjoy yourself? Uh, I definitely enjoyed myself. It was one of those uh, weekends where we got to sit at home and not have to travel or anything like that. So definitely uh, watch football. I feel like I watched football for a long time this weekend. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, bro. I felt like I, I tried to tune in to every game, every slot, you know what I'm saying? And just yeah. try to watch football. You know? Saturday and, and Sunday. Look, I don't got to worry about nobody beating us deep or nothing like that. I can just watch football. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was good to uh, to uh, to to be back watching football. Though the Georgia Alabama game, the uh, FSU North Carolina game, uh, the Dolphins put out a shutout performance. Uh, Ahmad and I talked right after the uh, the Bucks once. So I know that he was pumped, but it was a good relaxing weekend, man. It was nice to not have to uh, to worry too much about uh, you know about everything else. Silk, I know it's your anniversary weekend too, so congratulations, bud. Yeah, absolutely, man. I enjoyed. it. Um, I mean, I'm missing it now. Now and I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about all week? I'm tired of seeing the same gripes and arguments on the timeline. I need some fresh arguments and everything. But I got to enjoy Saturday with no, without stressing um, any Todd Grantham defenses and, 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 and us not being able to stop a nosebleed, man. Got to enjoy my anniversary and, and hang out. Um, it was dope. But – now we're back into real life, man. A lot of news, a lot of changes with our schedule is getting yep. the Rona got us against the wall a little bit. All right, well, let's get uh, let's get right into the show. Uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by our friends of the Thomas Firm, which handles all your insurance uh, claims for your property damage to ho- your home or your business. Their lawyers have over 20 years of experience handling roof damage and leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, and fires. They work all over the state of Florida. So if you suspect that you have damage to your home, give the Thomas firm a call for your free consultation their phone number 813-221-2525 you already know by now again 813-221-2525 or visit them at tntattorneys.com silk you mentioned it elephant in the room uh on wednesday or uh was this weekend um dan mullen sorry let, let's backtrack a little bit on the timeline yeah, yeah back up a little bit yeah, yeah, let, up, me, let me back up a little bit so you guys recorded the podcast on monday uh, at that point there was nothing uh, that had come out about the gators having COVID or anything else on tuesday right around the time that i was recording uh my rendition of, of just kind of an update from my thoughts 
it was announced that Florida had anywhere between five and 20 players that had tested positive for COVID and any number between, you know, six and 25 that were also uh, quarantining because of COVID. That news came out on Tuesday of last week, Tuesday afternoon. On Wednesday, um, they had announced that they were going to be looking into moving the LSU game uh, that was supposed to be this up or this past Saturday. On Thursday, uh, and I had heard some rumblings Wednesday afternoon that there was no chance in God's green earth that they were uh, going to schedule or that they were going to play that game regardless. They were just trying to work out the schedule. On Thursday, they had announced that that game had gotten moved. On Friday, they announced that the game against Missouri that was supposed to be this upcoming Saturday – uh, which was the 24th, had been pushed back a week to October 31st, which was Florida's bye week before the Georgia game. And the LSU game was scheduled for December 12th, which is at the end of the Gator season. And then I believe it was on Saturday that Dan Mullen put out a tweet that said that he tested positive for the coronavirus. So in the last week, a lot has happened in Gator Nation, I want to, we, got, we can't we can't skim over the fact that um, I think the biggest thing the biggest thing he's getting drug over in the media right now is uh, what's his take on players and uh, fans in the stands, right? And then um, I think all of this is just like kind of putting um, your own putting it in your mouth a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, coming back right back around and testing positive for it, man. Um, overall take, what's your what's your overall take on this? Uh, you're right, so guy. I should have started that timeline after Florida loses to Texas A&M on Saturday. Dan Mullen does say that he uh, wishes that Florida could pack the swap because they felt that the crowd noise uh, was a factor in the Gators losing that game. Uh, he kind of sort of walked it back, but kind of sort of didn't on Monday. And then I, I think he he made some things where he kind of said that he apologizes for some some misinterpretation of that or or, or for stating that. Um, uh, it's, it's not a good look, right? I think regardless, I'm um, saying what he said uh, because things are already kind of coming out uh, whether they're associated with him or not. Uh, there's a, a group, I'm not sure if it's a political action committee or what exactly it is called the Lincoln project, but they put out a, a commercial using Dan Mullen's words Um the fact that Dan Mullen has coronavirus and the fact that he wanted to pack the swamp as a, as a part of a political campaign, right. And, and what that means. Um, I don't know why Dan Mullen uh, said that he wanted 90,000 people in there. I don't think that uh, he read the room properly. And I don't think for a guy that, you know, has been in the profession for as long as he has uh, handled that. Well, Um, I guess my thoughts from there are, Dude, it just sucks. That's terrible timing. Um, I mean, I don't think that there's much else I have to say other than that's terrible timing. And, um, you know, I certainly hope he gets better and, you know, that that uh, nobody else is affected. But uh, it, it's terrible yes, timing. It's just a, a bad look. It has to be better with the media. I think mm-hmm. uh, I love it. I love Dan Mullen on the field as an X and O coach. But I think um, he got to be better with media. Um, with some of the things he says, He's, it's not the first thing that has come back to kind of bite him in the ass after he says some things, man. So I so think okay. he's be a little bit more calculated with what he says, man, a little bit more um, um, shit, political, if anything. I mean, yeah. that was kind of political, but uh, say less. Less, yeah. is, less is more in that situation, especially after a loss. Right. Um, I, I think that in this business, you know, having been around and the three of us have been around for, for quite some time, watching football, being around programs, 
you earn political capital with the media when you do them favors or you're open and you're kind of transparent. Uh, Dan Mullen, during the entire time that he's been at Florida, has had these moments of transparency where he's allowed you know his coaching staff to come on to our podcasts and other things. Um, he's been open about you know letting you know Will Salmon in to do a report on National Signing Day. There's some things that he's open about. But there's a lot of things that he hasn't done that are going to necessarily earn him a lot of credence in the media or make a lot of friendships and, you know, make people defend him. You know, I think that that's the one thing that you saw after he said that, that there's nobody defending him. There was nobody saying, well, he probably said that, but in the heat of the moment, he maybe didn't mean it, or this is, you know, probably the intention. Um, and I think that you're right. You know, I think that that's, you know, when people go digging for stories and, you know, people start to to create a, a narrative against you is when you, you, you block that you block access from a lot of things. You're not open, you're not transparent. And then what happens is people start to get turned off by you. And then the, those that are advocating or those that should be, you know, kind of telling your story now have, you know, kind of a negative, you know, vibe to their, their storytelling. And so um, I think that he's catching the heat and this might be the first time that he's in, you know, a little bit of warm water with the, uh, the Gator fan base. Is, is he in one water? Would you think with a, the AD, not yeah. just the fan base? I thought that I thought it was weird on with the fans, with the uh, uh, maybe the players, parents. There's a lot of things that I thought like that. It just wasn't a good reason to say that. But also like uh, Scott Strickland, uh, I'm pretty sure he he wasn't pleased about the whole attendance thing. Uh, that kind of put him in a, in, a, in a corner as well. Right, because, I mean, you have a, a rabid fan base of a lot of people that are now going to be that likely wouldn't have gone to games that are now saying, yeah, the Swamp should be open, the Swamp should be open. And I don't think that you you solve anything by, by saying that, right? There, in no stretch of the imagination, whether no matter where you fall in the COVID debate, that you think that 90,000 people should be encouraged to be in one area at one, at one time, right? Uh, masks, no masks whatever it is and the nature of our political environment and the nature of this virus hey, pandemic and the spread. Hey, yeah. Black, you going to come hang out with us, bro? You scared of you guys. <laughs> come hang out with us, bro. I, I just, I, I mean, I got a lot to say, man, but you know, y'all yeah. just pretty much covering it. I just don't feel like, man, as a parent, dog, that, that, you know, that should have been said, dog. Like you yeah. think about this, you know, a lot of, a lot of the guys are from Florida, but just think about the guys who aren't from Florida. Think about the guys who, 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 who are far from their parents, who their parents trust and Dan Mullen to say, hey, my kid's going to go with you. I'm going to see him two, three times in a whole year, you know, if possible, you know, if I come to the games or whatnot. I'm going to trust you with, with our son. But, oh, yeah, by the way, it's a pandemic and you want to pack the stadium. And then, by the way, you you catch it. Like, <clears throat> it's just a bunch of different ways to look at this. Um, I think he probably, you know, said it in, in the heat of, of us losing the game. But right. at, at the end of the day, so it's some things you say and some things you don't. And he's been I, in this profession long enough to, to yeah. know you, you don't say that. I don't give a damn what kind of loss you just took. D- right? Dan Mullen is, is far too smart. Sorry to interrupt you, Black. I want to, you know, want you to continue. Dan Mullen's far too smart to just like let the raw emotion of saying that just because say, there's multiple you, you sentences. You get what I'm saying? Right. There, yeah. There's multiple sentences. If you say something and you're like, you know, damn it, I shouldn't have said that. But to go off and say a couple things, no matter how mad or how frustrating you are, you have to realize that you're – on a Zoom meeting, you've been wearing a mask the entire game because of a pandemic, and then what you're arguing for is 90,000 people to be there. And then that aside, you move it down a couple of days, and then you're the one infected with you know the coronavirus. And now everybody's going to look back at you and say, dude, what on earth were you thinking? 
Right. And, and that's what people are doing right now. So it's like, you know, I, I mean, are we the laughing stock? I mean, no, I think it was fine. I think, every, I think things that are on Twitter is overblown on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like outside of the real world, nobody's the average Gator fan is not sitting around talking about this. It just seems like a big thing on Twitter and on message boards, but in the grand scape, in the grand scheme of it all, it's not a big thing, bro. Or I just got a, we all got opinions about it. Like, I think he should have handled that way differently. That's why we're critiquing how he's moving um, off the field. You know what I'm saying? We all got critiques about the defense and how that looks, but um, off the field as well, I thought that was a, that wasn't a smart move. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think this shit blows over. It's too much wild news in 2020 that this is ever going to be a thing. Um, tomorrow, yeah, uh, you probably bro, get tomorrow, a volcano yeah. to explode in Miami or something. So yeah, it, ain't, it ain't going to be a big deal. So you you think, you know, I'm curious your guys' thoughts. Obviously, we record once a week, and so we have to look backwards, and then we have to look forward because of when we record. Do you think that this has blown over? Do you think that there, there's any more smoke that, you know, might come, you know, Dan Mullen's way, or do you feel like we're we're kind of past that now? No, we're going we're gonna, bro, once this two weeks is up, bro, we're going to be past it. It's just weird. <laughs> I, I think what the initial shot of him saying we want 90,000 to fill the yeah, score, man, and then getting it. Like, damn, yeah. like, we like, damn, bro, like, for real? You see what I'm saying, and then, and then yeah, now it's gonna yeah. be like, all right, let's get back to football because you got to think about it. We ain't the first or the last university that's gonna have this shit. There so. are schools getting fined a hundred grand for their their their, their um, them not navigating in these Corona and these COVID streets, man. Right. So um, he just said something that was was not smart to say, and it came back to bite him in the ass. But yeah, it, it'll blow. It'll be it'll be more COVID news. It'll be. Something else in the news, it's not that big of a deal, but um, right. I think that's a reoccurring thing of, of little things like that he said in the media that come back to, to bite him in the ass. Yeah, uh, with that being said, Silk, I do want to uh mention because you did mention that some schools have been fined. Uh, there have been three schools, uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, uh, and Texas AM, uh, have all been fined, I believe, a hundred thousand dollars each for not uh abiding by COVID-19 protocols. I think most notably not wearing masks. Um, And so far, six SEC games have been rescheduled, including two of Florida's games uh, due to the – due to the coronavirus. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit more here in a second. Uh, team update. The team is away from the facility until Sunday. All their meetings and everything that they're doing right now is virtual. I'm not totally sure how that works from a working out, you know, standpoint. No, uh, they definitely work out. Through. Yeah. Are, are they allowed to work out in the facility and everything else? I don't know if they're allowed, but I've seen them working <laughs> out in the facilities. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So. No snitch. Um, this is a family show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they're, they're doing virtual meetings and things of that nature because there was some reports by the alligator. I'm not sure if they were ever corroborated by anybody else uh, that said even a couple of the assistant coaches might have had uh, the uh, coronavirus as well. So what's your uh, what's your feeling about the I'm, I'm feeling like we needed these two weeks. Um, Man. And we can talk a little bit more about it. I know we've got it on the docket a little bit later in the show, but then now is probably as good a time as any. Uh, do we need these two weeks? Black, I'll let you give your thoughts first. I mean, we, we definitely could use these two weeks, um, but I think the more repetitions, the better. You know, if we could have, you know, got up there and, and, and got some game reps. But also, man, we don't want to put out no bad film. And so we talked about that before. So, um, you know, at least we, if, if we can – I mean, it sucks that we can't really be on the field right now in the two weeks. Um, that, that's the most important part is, is actually getting the game reps in and, and being able to actually, you know, practice tackling and practice defensive uh, schemes that we're messing up on, practice the things that we need to get better on um, physically 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 the crappy part right now. Um, but I mean, we could use the two weeks to get in the in the film room a little bit more and 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 have meetings a little bit more and and, and butter up on and, and polish up on assignments because I mean it looks like it's a plethora of things going on right now that that we could definitely get better at. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. I wish somebody else. I don't wish coronavirus on anybody, but I wish it didn't happen to our team. And I'll tell you why. And that's because Ahmad, you you hit on the, the you hit on the point is I think that the team needs reps. And I'm hopeful that after Dan Mullen's comments from the Texas A&M game where he said that he was going to evaluate and look at, you know, the team and everything else, that this would have been a good opportunity for your youngsters, maybe your, um, um, you know, Trevez Johnson, your Jaden Hill, your um, Chester Kimbrough, you know, those kind of folks um, that – give them repetitions, right? If you're going to potentially increase their opportunity on the field, I would have loved to, to see them get maybe some more reps with the ones and things of that nature. You know, Ahmad, you're so I think, um, I think Grantham need the reps, the mental reps. Well, this is, this is my thing. And I want to hear your all's thoughts because we talked a lot about it, you know, about what Nick Saban said this off season, about how this gave every coach the opportunity to spend more time you know, in the film room, studying techniques, studying plays, studying, you know, the moves that they should be making and and getting a lot of these mental reps. But I I don't feel like I'm seeing any of that this season. And so, you know, not to dog them, but I don't know if, you know, what Todd Grantham's mental reps with these guys were going to do, you know? No, no, I think, no, I'm saying that Todd Grantham needs to rethink his approach to playing defense. Like guys out of position, I think strategically, we want to be small, fast, and an aggressive defense. That's not what this looks like. So I think they need to shift some people around. They need to remodel some things. So uh, I don't think us – I don't think reps is the thing. I think we need to schematically change some shit. What would you uh, – what would you – and I want to hear specifically from you and Black because I don't, I don't have a ton of thoughts um, that I haven't already said and I'm certainly not as knowledgeable. What would you guys like to see – schematically the most um just hopefully i mean Kyrie campbell's bagging guys in there just guys in the right positions mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I would like to see linebackers at linebacker not db <laughs> at linebacker not diabate put guys like back in the <laughs> no, that's what i'm position. talking about bro like yeah bro stop this, this not mad bro stop putting like you know what i'm saying like, you know you put you, you take out you take out dudes that overall be way higher but you want to put in somebody that's faster like yeah. nah bro that's not how this shit work bro like yeah. Like when did we start doing that shit? You feel me? So, yeah, I don't like, mean to cut you off, bro. But no, no, you're good. Good. We're on the same path, man. I just think like you, you can see the playmakers, Travez. Yeah. Regardless of, of of how young he is, what he may not know when he's on the field, you can feel that that energy. You know what I'm saying? It looks different, and like he's trying to go out and make a play. Now, yeah, he don't care if he don't know shit. So I just think like there's certain players you just gotta bench and move, and schematically we just gotta change some shit, but. Uh, putting the same guys back out there in the same position, I think anything's gonna change in two weeks. I don't, I don't foresee that anybody getting tougher and learning how to shit. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm tired of, and I'm seeing stuff on the internet, man. He gonna people gonna shake back, man. I don't want man, four years to shake back, man. I'm tired of seeing that shit, man. man <laughs> listen, man. Listen, yeah. all right. We need to we need to go out there. We need to put dudes right, in yeah. there who you know the best people in the game at, at those positions, not the best eleven out there. Because I hate saying that. Don't put the best 11 out there because the best 11 will hire you with people that ain't supposed to be at positions. Yeah, man, I would just love to see everybody like Zach Carter back at his natural position. I think these two weeks, Kyrie Campbell got to be back. If he ain't back in two weeks, then 
then we just we kind of know where we at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing, trying to figure out defensive tackle. If we could put a Ethan White maybe at defensive tackle, try some weird shit mm-hmm. like Zach Alberti said, yeah. let's figure that out. Like something like that schematically, like we, we had to put a pouncy there one year. So right. I mean, put Braun or Ethan White on that side, see if we could just get some activity from one of them boys this year. Absolutely. Um, good coaches adjust to their personnel, period. Dan Mullen adjusts to his personnel. Yeah. Every good coach adjusts to their personnel. If Grantham can't adjust, then he's not a good coach. No, you're, exa- you're exactly right, Silk, and I want to give you my thoughts here in a second. Let me just give a shout-out to our friends over at Roof Soldier, which is a veteran-owned company that specializes in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So if you live in the state of Florida and you're looking to get your roof either repaired or replaced, give them a call at one eight seven seven roofs fl or visit them at RoofSoldier.com. Again, that's one eight seven seven roofs fl on RoofSoldier.com. No, Silk, I think that you're exactly right. I think that you know one of the things that I really enjoyed listening to your guys' podcast podcast on on Tuesday morning was you know we talked about are you guys talked about the lack of adjustment to the to the players that Florida has and now Florida's playing a lot of players that they recruited themselves and you know I think that this is where potentially them going after some of these tweeners where they they didn't get players that were in particular positions leaves them and puts them you know in some precarious situations so I do want to see some you know, th- obviously this last recruiting class was a little bit different. They felt some some needs, you know, but Florida has some major gaps on that defense that I think is really hindering their ability to to be able to move around and, you know, move some of these, you know, elderly players or older players that, that Dan Mullen, Todd Grantham like to play, you know, so I would be curious to see, hey, you recruited these guys, you know, they might be freshmen, they might be sophomores, but these are guys that you specifically recruited. You can't blame McElwain anymore. You can't blame that staff anymore. So these are your guys. Put them in, see what you have, and and try to get them better. But you know, it, you know, Florida is just in a position where, you know, they 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 haven't schematically changed at all for the guys that either they recruited or the ones that they didn't recruit. They're not playing. It's it's a very strange situation this year. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, want to see um, us get uh, play more press outside. All these soft cushions and, and just a lot of things that I'm not used to seeing. Any, oh, we, not, so, do we, I mean, do we, do we blitz anymore? Do we blitz anymore? What, what, yeah, what's going when on? we blitz, I said it last show. When we blitz, these guys no, you got getting skinny again to the quarterback, uh, like timing it right or nothing. They just getting they they getting blocked. I noticed a couple things, and I know you guys. And we blitz off the edge too much. I'm sorry. We, we blitz off the edge too much, and I think we stunt too much. Um, I think that we're confused because we're trying to stunt too much, especially on the you know on the defensive line there. And I think you know, Mod, you made a really good point. I don't know if you harped on it enough. These guys are showing their blitz too far enough in advance. And then what happens is the quarterback seeing it, they're making adjustments. And then, you know, our team is like, all right, well, they, they caught my adjustment. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? It's like, all right, well, I'm just going to blitz anyway. And it's like, you just wasted like two and a half seconds, right? And you don't have that, that kind of time. So if they catch you blitzing, just freaking go blitz. No, I'm uh, telling you, we, we <laughs> have bad blitz posture. And yeah. like, I played against Tom Brady. I played against freaking Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Like, you cannot show people your hand, bro. Like, you just can't do that all the time, dog. And, like, not, not against our players, but, like, we ain't good enough to be doing that shit, bro. Like, I mean, we don't, we, we got good players, but we don't got guys good enough to, to go out there and just say, hey, you know, we're going to halfway blitz. But, you know, if you catch us, it's okay. Like, nah, bro, we, we need to be able to blitz, and we need to blitz from 
the line of scrimmage. We don't need to be five and six yards off because that's the quarterback still have time to throw the ball. Right. And I and I think you know, especially in, in some of the ways that they're you know lining up, you know they're they're sitting back deep in the you know in in a cushion, and then they're inching up, they're inching up, they're inching up, and then they're they're blitzing from you know three four y- yards off the line of scrimmage. Now I know that that can well, certainly be a schematic a thing. And still get beat deep too. So. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, right. I, I I don't know what it is. So you know it, it's a weird aggressive because I, I don't think that they're as aggressive as they've previously been. And Todd Grantham thrives on being aggressive. And, you know, ultimately that's where like third and Grantham came from was like, he was almost too aggressive on third down that he would give up these plays. It's like, now we're not aggressive enough and we're still giving up the big plays. And like, you're not going to get a, a sack like they did against Mississippi state to win a couple years, you know, playing the way that they're playing right now. But also, you know, they're giving up, what, 12 or 15 on third down against Texas A&M. So I don't know what schematically they have to do better. But it's like either you need to embrace the blitz or you need to embrace the coverage. But right now they're not doing either, and it's leaving them well, you know, wide well, open. Here's the thing, though. We, we got we to gotta, we gotta blitz, man. We can blitz because here's what the blitz does. It's going gonna, it's gonna to force the, the ball to come out fast. If we're not playing well on the back end, there ain't too many moves you can do on third and medium or third, third and nine, third and ten, and, and that that you know the ball come out fast. You can still get the first down. If, give our guys a chance to, to make plays on the ball. Make you know, give us a chance for an overthrow. Give us a chance for for the ball to come out tipped or something like that. I just feel like we're not blitzing enough and getting enough pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, another thing that I've seen that which is more of a shocking is just watch Texas A and M offense and then. Uh, old Mrs. Offense this past weekend. That was just like a little bit more discouraging because the, these are not prolific offenses and those guys had like career days. They got off on us, man. Yeah, um, We couldn't even turn those guys over like that. So that was just disappointing as well. So I, I want to see them change some shit schematically. They really got to get their shit together. Yeah. That's what we got. Let's get on. Yeah. Um, I think from there uh, we did get, speaking of coaching and, and scheme and, and everything else, We've got a very interesting um, tweet from a State of Miguel alum, uh, Ron English, who is the safeties coach, who on <laughs> Sunday um, at a very obscure time, around 11, almost midnight on uh, – Nobody. On, uh, <laughs> on, the, I'm, yeah, on the 18th, tweeted a – there's a, a, a video from Bill Belichick uh, that talked about – um, you know, being excited for your team and, you know, talked to, talked a lot about making a play and, and, you know, congratulating them and everything else. Ron English then quote tweeted, says when your defense does what the coach is saying, then, and only then do you have a defense with all capitals and three exclamation marks, boys. I want to hear your analysis of Mr. English's tweet. Um, I, I, I got a question, Dan. What do, you, what do you mean, then and only then? So, so what he's saying is, we don't have a defense right now, right now or we, we didn't have one before, or what? Like, what I'm not. I if it? I like to think that I'm pretty good at reading. The way that I read this, and my AP lit teacher would love me, is that when you have a defense that does what the coach is saying, then and only then do you have a defense which to me is almost inferring or implying that maybe there's players on the team that aren't listening to what any particular right. coach is saying. And that's why we're having the troubles that we're having. 
is that fair? That that would be what what is implied by his tweet is that, in my opinion, the implication is that uh, players are not listening to what the coaches are saying or doing. I don't know, like who's in charge. We need to get like PR interns or somebody just hang out with these dudes before they go to pressers, before they tweet stuff. Like reading the room, like your defense is struggling. I don't think anything like that should be like uh, if a player did that, they get a lot of criticism. If they get like shots at the coach. So that's a little shot at the players a little bit, right? And that that to me is a shot at players. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah, for sure. What? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I so I think you said it, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to dog on on him personally, but but I I think at 11:30 at night. Um, unless we're all and the internet is missing what the point was that that's a very obscure time to point blame at players. Now it could have been unrelated to the Gators, but whatever it is in your role as the safeties coach. And as a guy that's been a previous defensive coordinator, a guy that's been a head coach, you've got to be able, like you said, Silk, to be able to read the room better about what your words are saying, right? Obviously all anybody's talking about in the world of Gator Twitter is the defense. And then to put that up, especially at a very obscure and late time, especially with no follow-up or anything else is just, I don't know if it's like something's getting lost. I don't know if there's like some friction, you know, in the, you know, on the defensive coaching staff, I don't know what it is, but it definitely not, uh, definitely not what I would want from uh, one of my coaches to put out. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't like the tweet. I don't like. Um, I don't like when players tweet like that. So I damn sure don't like when the men in charge, you know, what I'm saying, tweet like that, bro. So uh, it, it was bad timing. I still don't, don't get where he could have benefited from that. Um, tech, group text that to your your, your uh, position group or something. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it either. I mean, I just, I, from left field and you know. <laughs> Amon, you said it, man. That's from left field. I mean, he hadn't tweeted for two days. Like, it's like the nobody. No, the nobody like, tweets bro, the kids then, do. Like, nobody. And then, bro, and then, and then, like, we know we know the given. The defense ain't been playing good, bro. And then you tweet that. So, like, what you think everybody going to expect after, after you tweet that? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you don't make a follow-up or nothing. Like, but I ain't going to play with you, bro. Tighten up. You know, like, tighten up. I'm surprised it's still up 20 hours later, to be honest with you. Because if you're not even taking down now, it's gonna look real crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it should never be put up. I mean, there's people that watch this stuff all the time, right? I mean, I I don't know. I, That's something that staff gives a shit about, like like perception, perception and shit like that on social media or like what the average fan thinks and shit. To be honest with you, well, right I mean, or wrong or indifferent, you know, like that's just I don't think they give a shit. Right, wrong, or indifferent. So, what are your thoughts on on that mentality, though? Um, I think it's good. It's dope if you Nick Saban. Yeah, you gotta win some championships. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I think I think you gotta kind of earn that a little bit. But um, I get it. Um, a lot of great coaches are arrogant and they and they um, don't really give a shit. And they're not ass kissers. So I get it, man. But I just think you gotta play the game a little bit. Uh, they're not playing the game a lot with the media and shit. So I just, I just think the certain moves you got to make and the certain like it's just like being a politician. Certain way, certain things coaches got to do, say, all that type of shit. Um, you can't be out here saying pack the 
the swamp with, with the Rona out here, you know? It's been a uh, it's been a weird week media wise for uh, for Gator coaches. Well, let's get into some improvements that we want to see <laughs> <laughs> on the offense and the defense. Hey man, I don't care. I'm just ready for the game to start back. Get Kill <laughs> Cal and the Killets back on my field. Yeah, I'm telling you, you what. Know. You, uh, hey, you get us. You get to see him in a uh, live on uh, on Halloween. Uh, or not, you know, in person you see on, TV on, on Halloween, kill a Kyle. Uh, let's talk about some things that we want to see on the offensive defensive side of the ball before that game. But as always, let's give a shout out to our friend Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and associates who truly cares about the people. He handles auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Give Lee a call at 1-800-95-INJURED and visit him at yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, Lee Friedland, law firm of Friedland & Associates, 1-800-95-INJURED, yourfighthourbattle.com. Ahmad, I want to talk with you. Uh, it is so easy, and we spent you guys spent an entire podcast last week talking about defense. I spent some time talking about defense for about 40 minutes last Tuesday. We've spent some time talking about defense already. But outside of kind of the obvious and other things, is there anything else that you want to see the Gators improve on on defense? Um, uh, we always already talked about you know tackling better. Um, we got to just make, make sure our assignments are are, uh, are polished. Um, I know we talked about being on the right page and the same page. We don't always have to be on the right page as long as we're on the same page. We got to communicate in the back end. Uh, we're too old to be back there not communicating and and, and you know um, letting plays beat us deep and um, and 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 you know we got to we got to keep the containment in the defense. We running around and letting guys extend plays and whatnot. Let quarterbacks extend plays. Um, outside runs, extend plays. Um, we definitely got to come in and, and make make tackles on the ball. We got to stop running in, throwing our elbows and shoulders and in, in the people and wrap up. Um, we definitely got to got to make those things happen. Um, and I and I can see us, you know, actually turning around and being a better defense if we do those things. And you know, with those things become you know turnovers. So um, we start getting turnovers and whatnot, man. We're definitely a, a, a better football team. So quick about you, bud. Ha oh, man, so much. Um, <laughs> Got some time, no guests. Look at, look at, looking at this list of, uh, <laughs> of things I would like changed. Um, I'm gonna need my own solo project, like you, Dan. Um, <laughs> I give you, I'll I give got, you keys. I mean, of course, that secondary is just like as a secondary guy, bro. Like it just irks my soul to see it just getting torched deep like that, bro. It just you know, it's just like. Oh, it's just like getting beat, you know, like as a defensive player, it's like nothing more demoralizing than just a team just marching down on the field on you. You can't get off the field. So like these guys just got to I just want to see them just grow some want to, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like a pissed off attitude, like people are bob like calling you barbecue on the timeline. Go make a play. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like it ain't don't get mad at the fans. Don't get mad at, at, at the people critiquing the game. Like, you're getting beat. Teams are marching down the field on you. Have some pride. So I want to see a prideful defense, man. I want to see the coaches they change some things schematically. But I, I just want to see them boys play with more pride than they're playing with. That's it. Dude, that was that's me. You hit the nail on the head, man. I love your energy with that. A um, lot of head hanging. Um I don't notice a lot of players getting up, congratulating each other, even after good plays, bad plays. You're, you guys, I think you guys mentioned on your podcast last week was 
there's that not that one guy getting in the face of you know other players to to make them better to want to be better you know to know that they're playing for you know the team not just for you know their individual accolades or their you know the next step in their career so what i want to see is i want to see energy and i want to see leadership i want to see them you know be in position you know outside of all of the things that we talked about i think the biggest thing is is i want to see them before the play is snapped be in position to make you know a right. play on the ball um, right. be, be ready to make whatever play it is and even if you get caught that's okay follow through with what your assignment was follow through what what your goal on that play was to do you're going to get caught that's okay don't let it distract you don't let it hinder your your ability to to finish what you were asked to do that's that shit wild bro like i can't even imagine getting, playing for coach strong or urban bro and like we put we press play bro on the plays and, and we're not ready you know like we're looking around holding our hands up like that's that's a death sentence bro like what do you mean bro like like you go to practice all week long dog for you to go on saturday and do that bro like, what, what you confused about? It's- yeah. Yeah. No, and I, and I think, you know, we, you guys talked about it. I talked about it is um, it's the, it's the people that have been in the system for a long time too. Right. So that's why when you guys talk about a youth movement, it's not just that you want to see, you know, different names or different people out there, you know, just to have different names, different people. It's you, you want to have that buy and you want to have the people that if after three or four or five years, these guys still aren't getting it, then put in somebody that has the potential chance to, to learn it with the experience and then has the time. Right. Unless I'm misinterpreting what you guys are saying. No, literally because we've been looking at the same mistakes for three or four years. Why are we wasting our time with the same mistakes three or four years when we can have that those same mistakes by a freshman who can who possibly can get better? Like it don't make no sense. That, I think I think as well. Um, I, I want to see the, I want to see the, the the game plan. Like Dan Dan he he's a schemer, so he sees our defense is a little inept. I think he needs to strategically change how he approaches the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're really trying to go score 100 points, I think he just needs to go pedal to the metal, uh, fuck a run game, excuse my language, but, like, I think he needs to adjust and figure out something as the head guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the offense is per- perfect. I think we leave some points and a lot of production out there on the field. Um, but I think he's the head guy, and ultimately he's in charge. We can talk about Grantham all day, but it's his team. And right now, the defensive side of his team – is is costing us a championship run and, and, a, and a Heisman run. So I think like he got to figure that shit out. I think he needs to change the way he approaches the game. And I'm interested to see how he, he we we come out on um, Halloween. You think that that's more running things of that nature? I don't know, man. I've been crunching my brain <laughs> trying to see if we should run the ball more. But I'm just like, yo, like we can possess the ball score, but if somebody is still gonna go right down the score on our defense again. It don't matter. So yeah. I don't know if it's possessing the ball, just trying to boat race teams. I don't know what the answer is, but um, that's why Dan get paid the big bucks. That's right. And we just have a few sponsors that, that keep us going every week. Um, speaking of what, <laughs> let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the offense. Is, you know, you, Soak, you kind of mentioned it briefly there, but schematically, is there anything else or personnel wise that you want to see um, on offense? Um, I was just like, it's, uh, it's hard to, to we got to Nick pick it because yeah. I mean, the, the production is there, the points is there, you can see it. But 
I would like to see us just use more people. I think uh, sometimes trash get locked in on, on just uh, Tony and Cal, which, which I kind of get it, you know. But I would like to see see us go vertical. I think we leave some production out on the field a little bit. So just clean up, get better. Yeah, man, I, I, def I definitely want to see us take some shots down the field. I think we got guys that can really uh, make some plays down the field. We got big body guys and. I think the worst thing for a defensive back is knowing that he got a deep ball with a bigger wide receiver. Uh, that's definitely a scary thought when the ball's in the air. So um, just like how teams be trying to go deep on us, shit, we got we to gotta pan back and go deep on them too. We got probably better players, that, you know, if, if not better athletes than, than, than what they got. So, you know, my money's on my guys, man. We need to take the ball, uh, take the ball down the field. But, you know, more than that, other than that, and we, I feel like we're good. Uh, run the ball a little bit more more consistency um, towards the end of the game. I know, you know, still – you know, you try to put it in the end zone, but man, hell, we gotta we gotta get some ground out yards too. Yeah, we definitely gotta get ground yards. I'm with the run game. Like I said, I don't know. Like I've been I've been racking my brain on like how we should approach, um, uh, like the games now. What would be our game plans, man? It's like I, I try to say, yo, we should run the ball and possess it. And I mean, it's ultimately just stay in balance. But we gotta be explosive regardless of what we're doing. Like we just gotta have in mind that we're not gonna stop anybody. The offense got to have in mind that we got to go score every drive because we'll know we're going to get the ball yeah. back again. Because a team could just go get the ball and, and, and march down the field and drain a whole quarter on us if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I'm i trying to think of, of other things, and you guys kind of hit it. I don't think that there's much that I want to see other than – I do want to see us run the ball a little bit more. Uh, and I think that that's obvious. Um, but I think that that could open up some other things for, you know, other wide receivers and things of that nature. I mean, you know, Kadarius Tony is a, is a mismatch because of his speed and, and obviously has some, you know, increased ability to run routes now and just his overall position on the field, you know, but I think running the ball is going to be able to open up some more opportunity, uh, you know, for Grimes and Copeland and, and Whittemore and uh, Xavier Henderson and Justin Shorter, you know, cause right now, you know, I, I don't know if I'm liking, all of the way that we're using, you know, those wide receivers. I think that they're he's forcing the ball to Trayvon Grimes a little bit more. And I think Trayvon Grimes is a great, uh, you know, player. But, you know, outside of Tony and, and Pitts, who have a lion's share of um, the, uh, the uh, you know, targets this season, you know, Trevon Grimes is is right there after, and he has one of the lower you know reception rates because I do think you know a lot of the passes you know his direction haven't been forced. So I would like to see them open up the running game just to be able to to allow these guys some more opportunity when they do um, you know want to target them that they're you know not going to be you know expected that you know Florida's going to pass the ball you know thirty some odd times a game. Right. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think that that the the, the RB one RB two needs to be uh, Naquan and Damian Pierce and, and Malik needs to fall back a little bit right now. If you drop the ball on the turf, uh, Costles one, you gotta. I think you gotta lose some reps. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's that's what you know you have, and I think that if anything, Naquan Wright has earned you know the right. opportunity to get some more carries. I mean, Damian Pierce has two, and I think that Damian Pierce is you know the guy that we thought would be the bell cow, and I'm kind of surprised you know, how little he's getting work compared to some of these other guys. I mean, I truly thought that this was going to be his year to shine. Yeah, but you got to think about it. That's not going to – I mean, if he earned it, he's going to put him out there. You know, so it, ha it has to be something other than, you know, um, what we're seeing that, that he's like – Yeah, maybe. 
whether these guys are performing better at practice or he's not performing enough to take on the solely RB1 spot. But, man, I like number six, pass blocking and all that. So, man, you know, I, I, I think we should start working him a little bit. Hey, Ahmad, I asked this question on uh, Big 3 Roll-Up, just talking to the guys, kicking it. Do do you think, um, like, favoritism happens or seniority happens sometimes? Like, do you think a coach thinks in their mind, like, I want to bench this guy for a younger guy, but also I want this guy to go to the NFL? I don't think the people going to the NFL. I think they just be getting comfortable with what they got going on and don't want change. You see what I'm saying? And these, and these guys come in and, and have high expectations. You gotta understand too, man. You know, again, we talked about it. Some of these guys got recruited by the last coaching staff. Dog. Like, I, I mean, listen, bro. The players in my inbox saying, "Coaches love this player person. That's why he in the game." Or, you know, your coach love X, Y, and Z because this is why they in the game. I know it happened, bro. The players are telling me, <laughs> like, what? There's it, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But is that gonna hurt us in the long run? But I don't think it's just a, I like I like this kid because he just smiles better. I think because nine times out of ten the favorites usually usually be older guys. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of it's politics and, and, and like how to deal with those parents. But when you just bench these guys, it ain't just oh it's cool. No, I mean means means of dollars are at stake when you bench one of these kids. So like you gonna get the phone calls from the parents and. It's a lot of politics. You still gotta go recruit at his old high school. It's a lot of politics going on. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, at the end of the day, you know, like you said earlier, so we, we run around and, 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 and write in people inboxes and fans get this. Look at the film, bro. At the end of the day, what is the, what is the film saying? We're pressing I'm play. Lie. We're pressing, we're literally pressing we're pressing play and, and, and the dude that you in my inbox about is that you arguing me about is not tackling. He's running from contact. You press and play, and this, the guy who 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 you you want to argue about is not blocking on the outside, and the running back can't break a long run. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, you can like you can't practice and 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 fake toughness, dog. You gotta be tough, bro. You can't. No, you gotta know you don't, bro. I don't think you can practice that shit, man. No such thing as halfway crooks, man. Nah, bro. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think a lot of that happens. I, I'm just like it's, it's only natural, bro. Um, I think the heathens, the the, the, the dog of coaches like Saban, uh, Urban Meyer, they up they up bench of upperclassmen. You know what I'm saying? Um, we've we've seen Dabo do it. Like those guys can do it, but a lot of these other guys. Um, That's what put them in that category. So, until, until these guys do that shit, it's always gonna be those elite guys, and then you're gonna have good coaches. You see what I'm saying? It's always gonna be it's always gonna be a difference, bro, because them the guys who make those constant decisions to, 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 to win games, bro, at, at, at any means necessary. Don't care about who they – because at the end of the day, bro, I don't care what kind of booster club you got. If you win a game, they ain't going to say shit. Right. But, I mean, I think that you've – I don't know if I'm seeing – are you guys seeing that as much on the offense? I mean, Malik Davis is a you know guy that's been in the program. Outside of putting the ball on the, on the ground, you know, and otherwise having a pretty strong season um, – but I'm, you're seeing the ball being spread out pretty, you know, pretty handedly kind of across the board outside of, you know, Kyle Pitts, who, you know, definitely deserves it. And then Kadarius Tony, who's definitely shown some improvement. I'm not seeing as much favoritism on the offensive side of the ball as I am on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that that's what the biggest hindrance is right now. I, 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 I see where you're taking it to the screens, Dan, and I ain't mad at it. Look, 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 I, I don't even know, Dan. I, but I don't know, Dan, because you just you, – you're talking about, you know, the first person you just talked about. Like, what do you mean? Hey, 20. Number 20. Yeah. What do you, what do you, it's no favoritism? Well, well, well I mean, shit, what you mean? 
before the fumble, right? Like, let's assume wait, that. Wait, 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 Dan, wait, Dan. Let's specify which fumble. All right, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. It's been. No, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Malik was playing ahead of Naquan because of. Uh, I mean, the reps. You look at the reps. It was pretty like even. I, I don't think it was like any. Um, yeah. It shouldn't even be even, bro. Get a ball to 27. Why is it even? With, with, why is he getting the same many toes as 27? You tell me. I think Malik Shola, he dropped the ball. But I think Malik Shola's flashes. I think, like, we've seen him make some moves. He done things with the ball in his hands. Like, bro, I can, I, 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 we talked about it. I, we just, I can name you three fumbles right now that caused a big game that this man fumbled the ball, bro. I don't understand that. That's what. That's one of the things that Gator Nation got to stop doing too. But stop lying on these these players, bro. Like, let's well, tighten well, up, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, and and, and I'm, not, I'm not. I'm tired. Of, I, I'm tired of people lying on this. I too, promise bro. you, I'm not standing for Malik Davis. There are, are people. That and not against a kid. He's a, he's a good kid. No, no, no. And I and I know that you. I know that you don't mean that. But I mean, take the fumble. Let's let's take up until the fumble. Right, I mean, he's averaging almost five yards a carry on sixteen carries. I mean, just think about it, though. Florida's only rushed the ball. What is that? Twenty-seven, fifty-two times with running backs this entire season in three games, fifty-two rushing attempts. That's not good. I mean, that's that's not a sustainable way, right? I mean, Damian Pierce, twenty-five attempts, one hundred and thirty yards. Malik Davis, sixteen attempts, seventy-eight yards. Naquan Wright, eleven attempts, thirty-three yards. Yeah. He's been put in in some, you know, goal line type of stuff as well. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, help him with his average, you know, but at the end of the day, they're, they're not, I, I don't think that they're showing Malik Davis undeserved favoritism other than, I mean, at some point you can look back and say, yes, he's had these big fumbles and then he had another one and we'll see what oh, that means. Like that, that, but that's what, that's what, like for a running back, bro. That's what makes you a good or not good running back, bro. No, and I, I and I and I agree. Good, I don't care how many yards you get, bro. You this is the, the ball, thing, bro. But this is <laughs> what we don't know is we don't know what the result of that fumble is for playing time for for now, right? No, like we didn't play LSU, so we don't know if you know Malik Davis gets moved down to third, if he gets moved down to fourth, or if they keep him in the spot that he is. So we already I, agree that 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 he shouldn't. I mean, I came out on the limb. Man. I'm not going to stand for anybody's dropping the ball. I mean, I I, I came out and said that put, he uh, should two, lose two, reps. Yeah, 2017. I mean, 2017. We in dog fight with Tennessee. He fumbled the ball. All right, uh, Miami game. Fumbled the ball in dog fight. Like, this game, football, we lost the game. Like, like I don't know what else. What else? What else? Yeah, we, are, we just said that, bro. <laughs> we all, we all agree. <laughs> we all, we all agree. <laughs> I came out. You know and said, nobody, nobody volunteered. I volunteered the information. I said Naquan needs to be playing. That's the first thing I said about the offense. Naquan should be yeah, getting sure. the, the bulk of the reps. Yeah, yeah. That's benching, like that's getting the guy out the field. Like, no, I'm not standing for him. Like, he dropped the ball. He shouldn't be getting reps. I said that shit. And then those, yeah. But I don't think. But before that, I don't think he was getting enough cares to say it was like favoritism, nothing like that. I just don't think we got we got three backs that they wanted to rely on, and those are their three. Like, so I look at progression and whatnot, and just you know body type. Like this man looked the same from freshman year to now. Like not getting bigger, not getting faster, not getting like I don't know. Just, now, now, now you're getting somewhere, Amon. I like, I like. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want that to get screwed into me talking crap about because he's a good kid, bro. I don't mean no, no, no. Him, and know? this is the thing. I mean, you guys talked about it. We talked. I mean, we've talked about it many times. Nothing that we say is personal. I mean, you're just making observations, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at ways that we would, and we're not getting paid millions and millions of dollars to make these choices, so we can kind of say whatever we want. Um, sure. 
is I agree, and I think Silk agrees, that right now the rushing order should be 27, bulk of the carries, then six, and then 20, and then whatever Lorenzo Lingard's number is. Right? Yeah, that's the depth chart. Yeah. Like, there's no really much to discuss that that should be the depth chart. So yeah. that's why I said I'm interested to see if they still giving him touches. Now, I don't think they will, but I think after he fumbled last year, he didn't get no touches like that. I think from in the Miami game, he, he vanished. Yeah. So I think Dan Muller has showed that if you put the ball on the turf, you kind of disappear for the year. I don't think we've seen Malik like shit out. Yeah, true, true story. True story. Yeah, and I mean that's it. That that was a fumble that ultimately turned the ball over to Texas A&M to to allow them to score their final touchdown and or their their final field goal to win the game. So, um, outside of that, do you guys want to see any difference or any changes? We talked about it briefly in the. Uh, the uh, the wide receiver room. Do you guys like the way the ball is being spread out? Do you want to see any more or any less of any particular wide receivers? I think the receiver group is doing fine. I think they get separation. I, I, I do a, I do a lot of um, heard a weird sound here. I do a lot of uh, uh, rewatching of of of, of uh, the game and whatnot. And I think our wide receivers separate well. I think they're all blocking well on the perimeter. I think those dudes are doing – I think uh, Kyle just needs to find more guys. Like I said, I think he gets locked in on, on the two guys, and I kind of get it. Uh, both of those guys are special. But there, there, there are other guys that are running open and um, that can make plays, man. We've seen Whitmore. We've seen Shorter. Uh, we've seen Copeland. We got playmakers. So, yeah, um, And those guys are going to get one-on-one looks because people are zoning in, you know what I'm saying, on, on Tony and on mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts, the big names. Another yeah. thing we haven't talked about with these two weeks, uh, we had an unhealthy Kyle Pitts. So mm-hmm. this is whatever issue he had going on, this gives us two weeks for Kyle Pitts to kind of rebound and get his little foot, whatever he had going on, back together. Yeah, I mean, because I think that there was yeah, some definitely. discussion about where's Kyle Pitts in the second, you know, quarter, third quarter, and then you saw a little bit of an appearance in the fourth quarter. Why wasn't he targeted as much? And, you know, there was some some speculation. He was on an injury report, and, you know, we weren't sure exactly what that meant before the uh, the Texas A&M game. But you could definitely see that Kyle Pitts just wasn't his true uh, self or he wasn't able to, to definitely go at 100%. So, like you said, Silk, it would be uh, nice to get him more. Just, you know, you guys make a – or Silk, you're just making a great point. Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony have 48 of the Gators um, 102 passing, you know, targets this season uh, with Trayvon Grimes right after that. And Malik Davis um, fourth with Justin Shorter. I, I would love to see a little bit more uh, Xavier Henderson, um, you know, not that he needs to take care, you know, take catches away from any of these guys, but I do think that he's a size mismatch. Um, I think that he, you know, was able to you know, he's run on ones that he can win. Exactly right. He's got the he's got the size speed. and he's got the speed. Right. Um, I do like what I've seen out of Justin Shorter this year, um, but I'm almost wondering if I want to see a little bit more of those guys. And I mean, as much as I love Trevon Grimes, I've been waiting to see Trevon Grimes, you know, shine for what his third year now. Um, I think I think Grimes is who he is. I like who yeah. I like how Grimes play. I'm not gonna, I'm not mad. Yeah. Grimes yeah. is a possession I, I, big I body know. receiver. Yeah, so so what I see out of Grimes, man, I don't see him going out of the field too much, beating people down the field. Right. Man, I see him on, on small red zone routes, quick body routes. people up. I love, I love him on screen. Tell me the last time we threw him a screen and the first dude tackled him. Can't. He right. make that first dude miss every time. Right. It's a big body. Right. So, you know, right. he, he squeezes out of tackles and, and, and get the extra yardage. So I think, like Shook said, he is who, who he is, I, I feel like. Yeah, I you think I like, I just I like Grimes' game. Like, I like – Yeah, I, I, I just, I just feel like also – also, you know, I don't mean to cut you off. I just no, feel like good. that we uh, 
we 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 need another guy that's gonna step up, you know. Um, you know, we, we got Pitts and like we say, we got Kadarius Tony, but we just need another guy that's gonna be consistent and make plays as well. All right, because when those two guys are out, or we got a new group in, now we 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 looking around for the playmakers. Mm-hmm. You guys are right. I'm wrong. Trayvon Grimes is the leading wide receiver out of the wide receiver group for yards after the catch receiving. Right. Yeah, I think he's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's my bad. That's my bad. And here I am. I pick Xavier Henderson, who's last on the team. You know, that's why people don't pay me the big bucks. Yeah, but I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, the number of reps. I think. Um, yeah. All that matters, but I yeah. think yeah, Trayvon Grimes is a big physical guy. He's not to take the the ceiling off. He's not a he's a possession wide receiver that can make guys miss if he catch a bubble screen. He's a strong guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets a little cute with some of his catches sometimes, and and and, and a little too nice with his hands to me. You know, what I'm saying I think he he carries that ball with one hand after he catches it a lot. I don't like that, but overall, I love his game. I'm not mad at this game. I just think the ball needs to be spread out a little bit more. We're just locked in on two guys a little bit too much. We got special players all over the field. Yeah. Well, I love it, man. Um, special teams, I think, is playing strong uh, kind of across the board uh, outside of that one punt that Jacob Finn had um, in the – what was that, the third quarter of the uh, Texas A&M game. So, man, that was a terrible punt. Yeah, terrible punt. But shout, out, but shout out to uh, Evan McPherson for – for holding down strong um, for that 55 yard kick. That looks like it would have been good from 65. Uh, well, let's get on to the next portion, unless there's anything else that you guys want to talk about, about the team we have now until we get to, to talk about recruiting a little bit. Any final thoughts? Uh, no final thoughts, man. We got another week off uh, to prepare. We'll see what the news take us. Hopefully any game that has been had has been a blessing, man. So hopefully mm-hmm. we get through these next two weeks. I do think the uh, the schedule is jam packed, Dan. I don't think we have room for any more rescheduling and reshuffling. There's not a lot, whole lot to deal with, so it's gonna get weird from this point on. Every this is what I don't understand is I don't understand why they didn't give like similar bye weeks uh, like across the SEC to be able to make up these games that we kind of knew something was going to happen, right? Like the idea of nobody getting COVID and nobody, you know, having to shift games around, it would have been nice to have, you know, a little bit of a buffer in there. But um, every day that goes by that looks like we have a college football game and every college football game that does happen, I count my lucky stars. I'm appreciative that uh, right. that's happening. I think weekly, I don't believe there's a game until, until the foot hits the ball on Saturday. So, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't count nothing out, you know what I'm saying? But, yep. I don't know. I, I gotta, I gotta see us actually out there on the field before I, I say, all right, we got a game. And they, they be trying to say we got COVID the morning of the game. Shit, I'm like, hold on, bro. Yeah, um, Ahmad, I am, uh, I am holding my breath. Same silk that, that we make it through this season. <laughs> that, that's all I can hope for. That's all I can hope for. But uh, all right, boys, I want to give a shout out to a new sponsor that we have for Stadium and Gale. We're super excited to bring yeah. on. Carlton Black with Envoy Mortgage. So if you are looking for a new mortgage and you live in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia, that's a shout out to you, Cam, who I know is looking to buy a new house. Give him a call. And again, that's Carlton Black with Envoy Mortgage at 678-248-5170 or email him at cblack at envoy, E-N-V-O-Y, mortgage.com. 
all types of home loans, conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed rate loans, adjustable mortgages, jumbo loans, refinancing, historically low rates. Give Carlton Black with Envoy Mortgage a call if you live in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Virginia. 678-248-5170. Carlton, thanks so much for your sponsorship of Stadium and Gale. All right, guys, let's talk kind of all across the board here. I guess the biggest news is uh, I think we've said that his name is Tumache Adelaide. Uh, Tune Mize Adelaide, however you want to say it, announced his final three of UF, Texas A&M, and Alabama. Uh, I believe Florida is probably still the leader here, uh, but that is a guy that I think that Florida has to get. He is that actual, you know, defensive end that um you know that the florida i think is lacking this season we're lacking a lot of shit this season dan yeah yeah well maybe he helps <laughs> great yeah i don't i don't know i don't i don't, I don't feel great in in that okay. um i mean you think we still dragged on too long or yeah we still got we got football to, to, and some things that make it happen right now um but um, some A and M vibes out there, some Jimbo vibes. Okay, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like to hear those kind of things from you. So, um, the fans well, don't. Well, well, Dan, next time we put some people on the field with us, we got to beat them. Okay, and then that's how we fix that shit. I, you know what, Ahmad? If I was out I'm there playing, out I there, would have done what I could have done to do that. So, to Mache Adelaide, uh, he is a guy that's going to announce later in the season. So I would imagine that, you know, you'll I'm glad, I'm glad you taught me how to say this before I do big three roll up tomorrow. You're welcome. Just give me just give me a shout out, plug the uh gotcha. the Twitter and all that stuff. Because I was about to say some I'm not even gonna tell you how I was about to pronounce his name. Oh trust me. I mean I've I I you could have given me a thousand chances if somebody didn't tell me that's how you pronounced it. Uh just wait till the next name that I have to pronounce here in a second. You guys can make fun of me. Yeah. Uh but <laughs> write both of these down so I remember how to say them tomorrow. All right. So so to Mache Adelaide. We'll uh we'll wait there. The next one is offensive tackle from Murphy, North Carolina, class of 2021. Uh six foot four and a half, three hundred and four pound four star on the two four seven composite is Yusuf Mugerbill, Mugerbill, Mugerbill. I'm going to say Mugerbill. So Yusuf Mugerbill from Murphy, North Carolina. A bunch of crystal balls have rolled in over the last few days uh, for him. So offensive tackle, probably not a guy that you've heard a lot about. Seems like his recruitment was was kind of behind the scenes here uh, a bit, but looks to be potentially committing uh, here in the not-too-distant future. Um, like his size, like his length, uh, Florida's going head to head against a uh, former, uh, Florida Gator great at, uh, offensive line, Phil Trotwine, who's at Penn state right now, uh, for his, uh, for his commitment, but Yusuf Mugerbill, you know anything about him? So his name kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, no, we've been, we've been on his little, his tail for a little minute now. Okay. It's been hearing a um, little buzz about him. Uh, this is this is uh talent wise and recruit rating wise, this is good for Hevesy. You know, Hevesy is more of a getting a developmental type of guy. So um for Hevesy to find a four star that he likes, I think it's good. Good. Ahmad, your thoughts? 
Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, man, I don't ask me nothing about none of that, Dan. <laughs> here is I'm a. Learning, uh, I'm learning some names, Dan, so I can go look at their Twitter. So I can just follow them on Twitter. I can't. Uh, nah, Dan. No, uh, I, don't, I don't need to be up on that. I'm listening, though, so I can look, know some names and I can follow them on Twitter. So. Can't wait. Can't wait. But um, next name, Terry and Arnold got the all elusive. Uh, Crystal Ball from Steve Wilfong uh, to Florida. Florida's going head-to-head with Georgia, Florida State, Alabama uh, with Terry and Arnold. Outside of that, Silk, you hear, know anything on the uh, on the streets that uh, has you um, – has your ears perked? No, nah, I haven't had my ears perked in the recruiting streets right now, man. I'm just concerned about uh, us ducking this Rona and getting back on on the field, man. I've just been um, praying about my defensive line. I haven't really in, in my defense altogether, so I haven't been really um, ducking off in the recruiting streets, man. But um, I'm with Will Fong. I like. I think a lot of people like where we stand in the honor recruitment, and, and yeah. that's the kid we need, the type of athletes we need in the secondary. Um, yeah, not not even a whole lot recruiting wise, bro. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, always got to report the news. Let's see. Outside of that, let's get into. We did get the news. We got an update from the NCAA about the rule change for next year. So, like guys like uh, Demarcus Bowman should be able to play next year, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's completely finalized, but Silk, you bring up a great uh, a great point. The one time transfer rule is expected to pass. They will vote in January um, that the uh, NCAA will uh, grant a penalty-free one-time transfer starting in 2021. Um, that proposal was sent to the D1 Council and expected to, to pass in January. Now, I don't know what that means for DeMarcus Bowman. Oh, you know what? He's going to transfer after January 1st, so never right. mind. Ignore me. Um, players okay. just have to – Players just have to transfer. That's exactly right. Errors all across the board. You know, um, (laughs) players have to transfer by May 1st of each year. Um, And I think that this is just for football and basketball. But I don't care about the other stuff. So if I play field hockey, I got to sit out of here. That's right. Yeah, field hockey guys aren't just like. They're right. They're, they're vibing. There's like no. There's no pros to go to. So if you ride the bench and feel hockey, it's just like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> you're going. You to just, he just go to the parties on the weekend. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to go. I get to go to school free and ride the bench, man. All right, it's cool. It's all good. What kind of pickup line do you th- you you think they tell people that they play on the field hockey team? Or I'm not dogging field hockey, but since you guys talked about it. Like, like after a few drinks, they do that. It's no, it's no yeah. way they don't. You tell you're right like, how do you think it starts? Like, oh, like I'm a student athlete, and they're like, oh, what do you play? They're like, oh, I play hockey. They're like, oh, what was this? Well, I meant field hockey. It don't matter, man. Chicks dig jocks, bro. Yeah, bro. Hey, Dan, listen. You on the college? I'm, I'm odd. You don't need to tell me. Listen, I know what chicks dig. Come on. Why wow, you can't even backpedal? <laughs> <you, you> <laughs> I've seen you, you like at the same time. Huh? I, you still need to get Redell back on here. <laughs> we're gonna have to dog because you, you just throwing around lies like that man like like the man that came on and told us the truth already. i'll uh I'll, br- I'll bring my shoes and the uh the gym clothes over to uh the kush house grand opening how about that oh it's plenty room back there for, for uh, yeah. a ladder uh so we need to put that ladder, out, bro. 
We got to go live, bro. Listen, for Patreon, dog, you get to see Dan on the ladder, man. That's a great, that's a great reason. Hey, Mod, I appreciate you, cl- you plugging uh, Patreon there, bro. <laughs> There you go, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, I let's let's talk a little bit about the SEC talk, and then we'll kind of wrap up the show. Big week uh, in SEC sports. Um, Alabama spanks Georgia. Uh, close game at the beginning. Alabama runs away with a uh, what twenty one point win. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I still think uh, as of today, right now, Georgia might beat our ass. I think yeah. I think we got some things to clean up. Um, I, I didn't really I didn't I, I, I briefly watched the game, so I, I was out to eat. So as I'm going to the bathroom, I see the score was uh, 24-20 or something like that, and, and Georgia was up. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little surprise, and I was like, man, Georgia's looking looking good. And then I got home and seen the score again. I was like, well, shit, what happened? So uh, it's hard to it, it was two tails uh, or two halves pretty much for Georgia, but Bama's Bama. I think college football is looking like Bama Clemson and everybody else. Yeah, I um, Georgia looks good. Um, I don't think that Stetson Bennett, is that his name? I, I don't think that he's as, as good of a quarterback as they've had. I don't think their running attack is as good as they've had. Uh, their defense is uh, very good. Um, and I think that you don't have to be as good as anybody had against our defense. Yeah. We well, need, yeah, yeah. I, I, and Joe their offensive line—they they literally pushed they pushed Alabama's defensive line almost to their secondary. Oh time. my gosh, that was the one thing like, that I was about to say. Like, I, I, I honestly, I give a damn what well, what running back you have. If if your offensive line pushing their defensive line back that far, anybody can run the ball. Literally, their offensive line literally may eat our defensive line. Physically, yeah. literally and figuratively. Let me give my man Brian Insurance and Financial Service a quick shout out. We're getting late in the show. Uh, any of your insurance needs, man, hit my man Greg up 954 589 2204. From the panhandle to the keys, my man Greg handles car, auto, home, renters insurance, life insurance, and any financial services that you might need. Greg has the best customer service in the business, man. 954-589-2204. Big coverage. As we were saying. Uh, yeah, around the SEC, bro, uh, we're still in it. I mean, it's obvious. Uh, I think it's going to be some two-loss teams, at least in the East, in the SEC championship. But uh, Tennessee is mid. Uh, we all knew that. But I guess everybody that said they was back all summer, uh, kind of getting the realization now that Tennessee is still mid. Jeremy Pruitt just fired his defensive line coach. That game is looking like a layup as of now. I was surprised about the defensive line coach getting let go. I, I feel like there's more to it than that. Yeah, what, what's, our, what's your thoughts about that? Because they just hired him, right, this year? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. And he's a very well-respected name, right? It's not like he's just like, you know, some guy that was like a, a GA that moved to an analyst or anything else. I mean, he's very well-respected. So I'm I'm wondering if there were some other things kind of shaken up in that room. But uh, Tennessee looked like trash. I, I think the, the fact that Jared Garantano is still – the starting quarterback is not only fascinating to me, uh, but hilarious uh, that what is he a, a fourth year starter? Um, and he's still, you know, throwing pick sixes like uh, he's giving a Halloween candy. So I just need him to have a goodie bag out when we come around. Um, That's what I mean. Man, that sure would be nice to be able to get some interceptions. I miss those, you know, I hope we beat Pruitt bad enough for him to get fired and we hire him as a defensive coordinator. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll take it. There's don't a lot of people scared, I take right now. Get in the car, bro. Let's go. Don't, don't, be, don't be scared. Get in the car. Don't let me out. Don't let me out. Don't let me out. I crunk up Carl Ma. He just was like, all right, man. See oh, you bro. Yo, no, let me out. <laughs> let me out. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tennessee isn't – are you guys worried about Kentucky at all, or do you think that Tennessee just had a bad game? I think – no, I am. I, I said it. But Kentucky always kind of straight, though. I don't even – because, you know, you know. Um, I just don't think Tennessee is who we thought they were. As far as what going to be a game for us. As far as what time I was saying. We know Tennessee identity, but, you know, time I was Yeah, I think Kentucky's going to be a football game. Yeah, Just was Kentucky. I think Arkansas is going to be a fucking football game. We can't keep ducking this elephant in the room. The Arkansas Razorbacks look good. The defense is biting. Dude, the defense is good. Yeah, defense looked real good. Um, I'm not mad at what Kendall Browse is doing with Frank's out there as well. They don't want to get in a shootout, but I think that defense can prevent a shootout. So it's, it's going to be – that game's not going to be a layup. It's going to be interesting. We, we got to come in uh, with the shits because uh, we do know Felipe Franks want to go down the field. If we, did, we don't know oh, shit. Yeah, about, sure. We do know he wants to go deep often. So we got to get our shit together. That's going to yeah. be a football game. You know, Florida um, was only able to uh, to get one interception on um, Matt Corral, and that was by Gervon Dexter on a tipped ball. But shout out to some white defensive back, walk on defensive back, three interceptions on Matt Corral. Announced today that he was uh, getting put on scholarship. To so shout out to him. Uh, but uh, Arkansas to hold Ole Miss to 21 points, which I think is the fewest they've had all season, you know, especially after Ole Miss put up so many points uh, against Florida, against Alabama, the kind of vaunted, yeah. vaunted defenses are, um, you know, teams, you know, that, that game, which everybody thought was a, a cupcake for everybody. Now all of a sudden, because we were talking about, it, we're like, Arkansas may win one, maybe two games this year. Yeah, Bro, they might be on their way to winning four, five, six games. Yeah, no, I think, they're gonna, I think right now they're the second best team in the West. Yeah, I, I want to see that uh, that their game against who, Texas. Who else is, besides Bama, who's better? They're the second best team in yeah. the West right now. Yeah, they probably um, are. I mean, Auburn lost to South Carolina. Ole Miss lost, obviously. Um, Mississippi State doesn't look good. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, you're you're exactly right, Soak. I mean, wouldn't that be wild if Felipe Franks, you know, helped really turn that team around? Yeah, man. Um, like we say this for years, man. Felipe Franks is gonna play in the NFL. He's an NFL yep. talent. Somebody's gonna try to fix whatever problems he may have uh, processing the game, but his tools are just too ridiculous not to to try to like fix that shit, man. Um, I'm I'm happy for Franks. Um, we're gonna beat the shit out of them. I need us to, uh, but we got we got kind of play some football. But I'm happy for Franks. It's dope. What else around the SEC that's going on? Uh, I think it's still wide open. Besides Bama, uh, everything else is, is just the East is wide open. 
No, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I, I think that it's, it is going to be Florida versus Georgia. I think the other teams are going to beat themselves up. Uh, I don't think Tennessee looks good. You know, obviously Florida beat South Carolina. I don't think that they're going to, you know, really be much. And, you know, Kentucky is, is probably good for at least another loss or two. Uh, you know, that game, you know, truly, again, comes down to Florida. And, South Carolina and, just beat Auburn. Right, yeah. So, but, uh, you know. You know, we'll we'll see what um, you know what the rest of the the, the season kind of shakes out. Uh, I don't think that Mizzou is, is very good, um, you know, but they you know put up a bunch of points against LSU last week. So so who really you know knows? You know, Florida's got a, a tough one. You know, when they play Missouri, they they've struggled with Missouri in the past. It's always kind of been a weird game. The last couple seasons have been better, um, but it's it's a weird game. It's going to probably be at a weird kickoff time. Um, it's on Halloween. They haven't played in two weeks. You know, are they going to come out like the Tennessee Titans did and score forty one points? Or are they going to come out like the uh, New England Patriots did and score what three or ten, whatever they scored last week? I'm not. I'm not keeping up with with the Bucks and their scoring. I just said the Pats and the uh, the Titans, but you know we talk about the Bucks too. You know. I got cross signals with Brady in the past. Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, got you. I, I bet. I bet. I bet. Well, he's over here. Now, can't, so. can't hear you, Ma. You're down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh man. Um, so why don't you take us out with a manscape? Let's uh get through a couple announcements and then uh Ahmad, I think it's your song of the week. I could be wrong, but who knows? Aside the manscape, the best of the best when it comes to man's grooming. Visit manscape.com for all your man grooming needs. The lawnmower 2.0 is the best of the best when it comes to grooming those family jewels. Skin skin safe technology, so you're not gonna be skimming or cutting or anything or bleeding in the shower. Um, you can use it in the shower. It's waterproof. Like I said, the best of the best when it comes to man grooming. They got the one the 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 ball deodorant. I keep telling y'all this. It keep it's getting a little cooler out. I can see why you won't might might think you don't need a ball deodorant right now. But if you step out in these streets and you walk a couple blocks, it's still Florida. Things are going to happen. So get you some ball deodorant. Visit manscaped.com. Use SG at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. I'm, I'm not going to lie that the ball deodorant is, is amongst the greatest inventions ever. It's different. It's different. You don't realize it until you have it. And then once you have it, you're like, man. I'm telling you. I, I, you know, Christmas is almost here. Christmas is just around the corner, boys. Now, uh, now you get a little, you, you warm up. You said it a yeah, month ago. Yeah, yeah, man. You get closer now. With Christmas and Halloween just around the corner, real quick, all real the other. All right, while we on here, um, I had this quick conversation with my fellas and uh, my homeboys. Y'all favorite holiday in the, in the fall, man, in wintertime. So you got we got the holiday party. Y'all favorite holiday party? Uh, Halloween party, uh, friends, friendsgiving. Or Christmas party, whether it's an ugly sweater party, whether it's uh, a onesie party, whatever it is, Christmas parties. Which one are you choosing? Which holiday party? I, I like the Christmas parties. I just like the vibes. You know what I'm saying? And you just get to be around people that, that you know you kind of love the most, and um, just have fun. It's, it's always a time where you get around people that you don't get to usually see too often. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm right. Christmas. I love Christmas. I mean, Christmas is, is my absolute favorite holiday. I love everything about it. I love the lights. 
Um, I love seeing snow on TV. We don't get much here in Tampa. Um, I love just the idea, kind of the jolliness around it. I know that, you know, Christmas can certainly be a stressful time uh, and everything else, but with the holiday focused around family focused around, I love the movies. I, I love uh, just everything about it. I'm a, I get real uh, giddy about Christmas. So I love, I love Christmas and I, I've never was a big hollow you know, Halloween guy. So what about you? So you seem like that's a Halloween they, guy. That's when they usually bring the cheeks out there. They, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Not a bad party. Hey, you know what? Party wise, it's probably the best. <laughs> That's party. what I said. Party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm married, so I can't really talk about that. So, <laughs> so I don't even. I don't know what my wife might try to make. Oh my god! You can't talk about, about Halloween uh, past Halloween parties. They, they were crazy. Uh, yeah. uh, about these are all hypothetical parties. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm just playing safe and say Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ahmad's gonna play it safe and say, "I'm a big fan of President's Day parties." You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'm about to give me a Veterans Day or something, man. Ahmad's like, you know what I really enjoy is Earth Day. Me and my wife go out and plant a tree. Groundhog Day or some shit. Oh, man. Easter kind of slaps. I ain't going to lie. I think once you have kids and everything else, Easter slaps. uh, No, Easter is turning into Christmas now. Kids expect gifts on Easter now. It's getting weird. Since since when did that start happening? I ain't really. I don't know. I got an Easter basket, dog, with a couple candies, and you know what I'm saying? My basket has <laughs> Skittles in it. They they won't gifts gifts. Bro, I thought I landed like the cream of the crop gift when I got like a solid chocolate uh, bunny instead of like the one that was you know hollow on the inside. And that to me was like Christmas Day, but man. Yeah, you get you a good meal and some candy and go sit your ass <laughs> down somewhere in a nice suit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and you get to not get your ass whooped. That's what you get. You get you get to not get your ass whooped if you participate in the church playwright. No, you better and you better you better sing sing what you need to sing right. Right. You are you you gonna be in the play. Right. You have to keep it, you have to keep your clothes on all day. You ain't no coming out your clothes and you know trying to take your church clothes off. You gonna be cutting up the embarrassing the family. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, you what do you mean? In and out of church in an hour, man. I ain't going for that. That's true. An hour? What church you go to? No, no he's talking church. about me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He's talking about your historically church. white churches. In and out in an hour, bro. They ain't even know about that, man. You go to a black church on Easter, man. You have to, uh, you might have to take <laughs> Monday and Tuesday off. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you might be done by Memorial Day, right? Yeah, you got to get you gotta use PTO. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get wild up there, man. For real, oh, man. Yeah, PTO and get you a payday loan because they're gonna do about six <laughs> offerings. I'm you. Oh my gosh, I love it, boys. Well, that was a, a hell of a show. Um, if you stuck around towards the end here, thanks again so much. Uh, visit us on Patreon. We are working on a lot of new stuff for Patreon. We we're talking about it. Uh, yesterday and today a bit, uh, patreon.com slash stadium and Gale. We're also talking about maybe opening up some writing and some blogging and things of that nature. So if that's something that you're interested in, reach out Bro, to Stadium. Don't, don't keep telling people they're interested. Our DMs is full, Dan. Yeah, yeah, they are full, but <laughs> we might find somebody better. Not saying that people are there aren't good, but there's you never a million know. of them. There's a, there's a million of them, but you if you want to be a millionaire, I'll read, I'll read them all. Remember, we talked oh, about so Did you interview them yet? 
Oh, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Good luck. You, you, you know how I do. You know, I work in the recruiting business. I'll find like 30 people, interview the best three and get the best one. You know how this works. Um, no, but we're looking, we're looking to do that. So if you've ever wanted to write to stuff like that, let us know, reach out. Um, let's see what else. Always support our sponsors. Let them know you heard from us. Um, new merch, those white hats with the blue diamonds are finally in. They are fresh. They look awesome. Uh, those that have already bought them, uh, they will get theirs shipped out um, on Tuesday. Hey, man, can uh, I get my hat before the people get their hats this time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, trying, um, to, I'm trying to see. What's up, man? Uh, all the Twitter had a hat before I had a hat. That was crazy. I ain't got a package from Daniel Thompson in a long time. Speaking of which, it's been a long time since Ahmad has sent me some money for a hat. So, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ahmad Silk, um, Cam, you also get yours, uh, Spence. Uh, so we'll send those out tomorrow. Uh, outside of that, statementgale.com slash shop. And then I think that that's it. Support um, Corey's endeavors with the Cush House. I think he's got a grand opening that they're going to announce one day um, soon. Outside of that, man. It's just for the squad. It's just it's all families, intimate. Yeah. We're gonna do another grand opening, but the first grand opening is ribbon cutting ceremony, and um, it's gonna be us, uh, DJs, violinists, uh, maybe a live painter. Um, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be some vibes in there, Daniel. So Can you get those big scissors? You get the big, yeah, big scissors, big ribbons, big garlands of balloons. Very good. Uh, yeah, the ambiance is gonna be beautiful. A lot of bouquets of flowers. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a thing. Bring get dapper. Get dapper, Daniel. Oh, okay. All right. You, do I need to pull a blazer out and all that? I don't know if you need a blazer. I don't know what you if you want to if you want to kill the screech like that. I'm gonna go like silk shirtish. No. Ooh. All right. I'll bring out my silk okay. shirt. Oh, don't, don't try to do what I do and hurt yourself, Dan. That's right. Maybe I'll wear a high fashion Hawaiian. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. All right, Ma. Take us out with song of the week. Alright, we're gonna rock with uh, T.I. Uh, off his, his new album. The new one's called Libra. Um, his song called The Ring with Young Thug. Yeah. Two boys next week. T.I. dropped quite the project for a guy his age. He he kind of in shape I, out here. I, yeah, he in shape. He's better than a lot of these cats. So Hey, when did he drop his album? I missed that. I'm a big T.I. Yeah. fan. He just dropped this past week. Oh, like, very good. A couple days ago. Um... Yeah, check that. Uh, what's it called? It's also dope. Um, let's get out of here. Kush is big. Let's go. We out of here. <laughs> same corner, same time. We were just hanging out at the end. Oh, man. Yeah. They want crazy. You young G's ain't OG's, no? That chop it up. I let it ring. You know that I mean, yeah. I don't drink green, uh-uh. I need my green, let's go, I just want to come on up what, her face and her spleen, uh-uh. I just want to let it be what, let it be green, uh-uh. when shit get wrong, you can't go right, now I've been known to get shit blown, about a proportion, but I'm on sight, be careful what you about to put that on ice, I'm not gonna tweet, I'm not gonna pipe, whatever you say, okay, alright, you pick your fate, you pay your price, just know I do not play, alright, alright, I sit in the guard, Talk shit, we follow them punks. The crowd deadline, everybody getting done. Fat 
Boy, 25 years in the group. Nigga talk shit, don't do shit to her. Press that line and your string get pulled. Got a problem, bring it to her. Just don't be so immature. I let it ring. You know that I mean. I don't drink green. Uh-uh. I need my cream. Let's go. I just want to come on up what? Her face and her spleen. I just want to let it be what? Let it be ring. Can't go right. Now I've been known to get shit blown about a proportion, but I'm on site. Be careful what you about to put that on ice. I'm not gon' tweet, I'm not gon' type. Whatever you say, okay, alright. You pick your fate, you pay your price. Just know I do not play, alright, alright. on sight, don't blame it on strike, don't blame it on ice, don't blame it on drink. I took a little X, I fuck on my ex, I did a little wrong, I'm making it right. But where did he go? He ran that back, he must run track, I spat his back. I got wall wounds under my tats, I got a few bloods, they all say slack. I got a few crips, they all on old neck. I buzz on her lips, I'm not her back. That's not my bitch, that's not my neck. I'm just her pimp, I'm not her dad. The cops pull me over, they smelt my threats. It's not my gat, but them my racks. And them my lures, and them my slacks. And this my car, and that's my bitch. Ain't none of my concern, keep me out of that shit, nigga. All on my dick, try to follow my bitch. If I catch me in Vegas, I'ma catch a new case. Fit the nigga, which I'ma be in your face. Nigga, think shit's game, better than I get stale. 19 in the club, is that get hand. Best case scenario, get your ass kicked, man. Work case, set up to the plastic bag. Yeah. There is chaos. Never let them handle nigga. Motherfucking player. I do it like in Atlanta, nigga. You do that shit for IG and the fucking camera. You won't be happy till someone teach you some fucking mouth. <laughs> shit get wrong, can't go right. Now I've been known to get shit blown about a proportion, but I'm on sight. Be careful what you about to put that on ice. I'm not gon' tweet, I'm not gon' type. Whatever you say, okay, alright. You pick your fate, you pay your price. Just know I do not play, alright, alright. I let it ring. You know that I mean. I don't drink green. I need my cream, let's go. I just want to come on up, what? Her face and her spleen. I just want to let it be what? Let it be green. You know what the fuck going on with us, man.